Hello, New Jersey Devils fans, and welcome to the Locked On Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Julia Kender, and I'm here to bring you the latest and greatest in Devils news, analytics, and opinion. So today's show is going to be a little different. Um, I collaborated with the Locked On Flyers girls, Rachel and Danielle, so that's what this show is going to be today. Um, the audio is a little different because Danielle is the one who recorded recorded it from her computer. So it's a little uh, less quality than you guys are used to. Um, I'm sorry about that. But let's get into the show. All right. So as we previewed all week, we have Julia from Locked on Devils with us today. And thank you so much for joining us today, Julia. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. So let's just jump right into it. We, The Flyers play the Devils tonight, um, and this is going to be the second meeting of the season. Uh, the last time we saw the Devils, um, the Flyers beat them, uh, and Carter Hart got a shutout, um, and the Flyers scored four goals. Earlier in the season, the Devils weren't doing so well. Um, currently, they have a record of two, five, and three. But recently, we've seen their, them play a lot better. I think the last game they had versus Tampa, they scored six goals. So, um, Julia, what do you think has contributed to the Devils' slow start? Um, so I really think it was a lot of the team not playing cohesively. Um, there are a bunch of really talented players on paper, but they weren't playing as a team and they weren't really playing together. And I think that that really contributed to it. Um, I also think the coaching staff has kind of made an impact on the way that team has been playing. Um, Coach Hines has been making some weird decisions and they haven't been the best results from these decisions, um, like line changes and scratching people and stuff like that. So I think that that also really contributed. Yeah. Um, so what adjustments have the Devils made since we last saw them? And do you think that they've worked? Yeah. So the leadership core of the Devils really stepped up recently. Um, I believe P.K. Subban posted a picture on Instagram and called it like family dinner or something. Um, Andy Green, our captain, was hurt for a while. He came back in the lineup and made an impact right away. Uh, we ended up winning the first game. He was back. Um, Taylor Hall has also stepped up. Like These guys have stepped up in the locker room and like it's clear that they've done that. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, there have been line changes. Um, Coach Hines is still messing with the lines. Um, he found a line that he liked last night, but like it's taken him this long to be like, yeah, I like this line, um, this much line juggling to get there. So that hasn't been as uh, working as well, but it's still something they've been doing. So when we look at the Devil Stars, um, how would you um, evaluate their play so far? So we'll just, um, I'll just name some that were, we've picked to focus on, which would be Taylor Hall, who has um, nine points in this season. Um, he share Hughes, Palmieri, and P.K. Subban. 
Yeah, so Hughes is gaining confidence and really getting his footing in the NHL. And each game that he's been playing, he's been getting better and better. So that's really great to see. Um, Heeshear had an outstanding game last night, or two nights ago now, against um, the Lightning. He doesn't have a goal yet on the season, but he's been really good. Um, he's kind of, it took, he had a bit of a slow start. He had an injury, but he's, he's kind of back to the Nico that we know now. Um, Hall, I think, needs to kind of step it up. It's a contract year for him, so it's a big year. Um, and he's, we're used to him being a goal scorer, and he hasn't been scoring that many goals. So we kind of need him to step up. Um, Paul Mary, he got a hat trick against Tampa Bay. He's been playing pretty well, um, producing the way that we know him too. And PK, PK's been good for what they brought him in for. Um, the only thing is, like, so against Tampa Bay, he didn't have his best game, and it was it showed because he's such an intricate part of the devil's defense now he even had a quote he was like they brought me in to do a job and i couldn't do that job tonight um and it kind of showed because he's really stepped into this first defensive pairing position so um the speaking of like you know post-game quotes taylor hall actually just recently um there was a quote from Corey. um Masnick, I probably pronounced his last name wrong, and I apologize for that. But it was basically, you know, Taylor Hall talking about, like, the home um, crowd uh, in New Jersey and just saying how, like, the fans tend to, like, boo them when they're on the the PK and just seem to kind of get into the players' heads when it's supposed to kind of be the other way around where they would get into the visiting team. Um could you just, like, expand a little bit on that? Like, what do you think he's talking about? Has, has other players um, said the same thing? Yeah, so Hall was the first one to really speak out about it this season. Um, and I kind of see where he's coming from. Like, the fans are supposed to be there to support the team and kind of edge them in a good direction um, and kind of give them momentum and give them confidence and they're not doing that right now, and I never really like it when teams boo their own team or fans boo their own team. Um, I think it's really counterproductive for everybody involved. Um, and Taylor Hall really talking about that. It rubs some people the wrong way, but, like, I don't know. I don't think you should be booing your own team. Um, I know it's hard sometimes to be supportive of them when they're not doing well, but I don't think that you should be booing them when they're on the PK, like, you need to be able to like support your team, even if they are doing bad, yeah. you know, that's it. I mean, as for the flyers, we definitely know. Cause it's, I mean, when they don't do well, it's, <laughs> the flyers fans are quick to boo them at home too. So I just thought that was interesting and something similar uh, between the two fan bases. Um, but to move on to something a little bit lighter. Um, so Hughes, their recently new number one draft pick. Uh, is there any like, tidbits or fun facts you can give uh, about him? Yeah, so obviously his brother plays for Vancouver, um, and Jack Hughes got his first NHL goal against his brother's team, which was really cool. Um, but the main thing that I want to talk about is the fact that he has kind of become, like, adopted into the Corey Schneider household. The Schneiders have kids, he has a wife, he has 
animals and they've taken this 18 year old kid in and gave him a bed. They were, they talked about how they didn't want him having to worry about what to eat and what time to get to the ring. He, they just want him to be able to adjust to the NHL. So they've taken him in and it's really cool to see. So that's awesome. I love that so much. And it reminds me when Sean Couturier entered the league and he stayed with Danny Briere for right. a while. It was just adorable and super helpful too, because when somebody that young is suddenly thrust into professional athlete status, it's so helpful to have somebody around who knows the ropes and can just exactly. help you. Exactly. Um, so uh, the, at the last game, uh, we saw a little bit of a, not a beef, but obviously Gritty had to get a little jab in. And so we saw Gritty, um, talk to Lindsay oh well have a sign saying like Lindsay Vaughn like you can do better or something like that um and so it seems like PK and Gritty may have kind of established themselves as frenemies how does that look on the devil side yeah it's actually really fun and at the Halloween party actually the New Jersey devil was there and um he had or Lindsay Vaughn had a sign that said yeah I can do better and it's pointing to the devil um, so I thought that was really cute, and um, it's all good-natured on our side as well. I love that. Gritty just makes everything better. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, I, and I hope this little thing continues, you know? Yeah, me too. Or, like, the devil's mascot gets into it at the game tonight, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I know that you have a couple questions for us. Yes, I do. So right now the Flyers are 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the um, the key players to your team right now. So Travis Konechny is leading every player on the team in goals, assists, and points overall with six goals, seven assists, and 13 points in only 11 games played. Oscar Lindblom has eight points and Jake Voracek has nine points. So how crucial are those three players to your team right now? I would say like Travis Konechny and Oscar Lindblom were definitely surprises this season. Um, their production uh, especially, but they have been, well, the line of Konechny, Lindblom and Couturier has been so dominant and consistent throughout the beginning of the season that it's that really has helped the Flyers because there's been some part some points in the season where the scoring really hasn't showed up um, and they've been very consistent with their production um, Jake Voracek is a household name in Philadelphia he is definitely one of the key players so to see him continue um, to put up points um, is very good to see because he started off the season pretty um pretty uh like inconsistent like he just couldn't produce and he was dropped down actually to the third line but now we do we see him back on the top line and as you can see his production is uh is right up to where it normally should be yeah and i i would add to that i think when the season started we really thought that drew and konechny would be on the same line um, possibly with Couturier as their center. But um, AV has mixed things around a little bit. And because of some of our injuries, they've put Drew back at center. So currently, 
the top line is JVR, Giroux, and Voracek, but they've kept together the line that Danielle was talking about, Couturier, Lindblom, and Konechny. So it's kind of interchangeable, I would say, which would be your top line and which is your second line there. I I really don't think there's any difference at this point in the season between them. Yeah, okay. Um, Speaking of lines, um, so the Flyers made a few call-ups yesterday, um, and I think that fourth line has really changed now as well as one of the defensive pairings. So could you guys just speak on how you guys think the – the call-ups are going, or the transactions, I guess, are going to affect the team. Yeah, I am super happy with today or the moves that they have made. Um, I think that they are willing to try new things, and when somebody has been successful at the AHL level, they're going to give them a shot with the Flyers. So right now, the bottom six is. Our third line is Kevin Hayes centering Raffle and Farabee, who got called up a few games into the season. And then the fourth line is German Rubsoff, who just got called up. Carson Torinsky, who started with the team, got sent down and got called back up. And Chris Stewart. <laughs> so there's sort of the there's sort of the sad trombone with the Chris Stewart at the end. But you know, um, I think that. Again, because of Scott Lawton's injury, and he's out, and they put him in on LTIR, he's out about four weeks with a broken finger. He had just had surgery to correct. So they're like short centers. So hence Giroux being back at center. Hayes is now this third-line center, and they call up Rubsoff to give him a shot at that fourth-center spot. And I think for me, uh, the big I'm most excited for the defensive pairs because Phil Myers, who is a, a defensive prospect that we all thought would make the team um, out of camp this year, uh, he finally got called up. And um, with him in there, he's just an offensive defenseman that really helps uh, the defense now when he's in the top six. So the pairs that uh, were at practice, Yesterday were Provorov and Niskanen, um, Gossesbear and Braun, Sandheim and Myers. And I just absolutely love that top six. If I could keep it forever, I would. <laughs> just love it. Same. And I, I think that, you know, Danielle and I would agree that Ghost has been struggling a little bit this season. Okay, a little bit is a bit of an understatement there. He's been struggling a lot. And that we've been looking for the right pairing for him and that we had wanted Braun to be that D partner for him. But because of the other available players, it just wasn't working out to do that. But by calling up Phil Myers and able to pair him with Sandheim, then Ghost and Braun can now be together and we can keep Provi and Niskin in together, which I think has been a successful yeah, and pairing. Ghost and Braun had success in the preseason together. They skated a a good chunk of the preseason together. And it wasn't until Braun and Sandheim got put together that they kind of stuck with them. Okay. Um, You guys did mention Scott Lawton's injury. How has that and also having Nolan Patrick out uh, affecting the Flyers? Because I know they're both two centermen and they're both pretty crucial to that lineup. Yeah, I think it definitely has tested the Flyers depth. Um, and the addition of Kevin Hayes has really helped uh, f- help fill in that depth uh, at the center position. 
unfortunately, there's been some news that came out yesterday that Patrick is still week to week. So, um, uh, Ch- uh, Chuck Fletcher is, he's like, he is trying to stay positive about, uh, Patrick's, uh, health. But so right now it just seems like there's no timetable for him to come back. So with, that's why we see like the move for Drew, Drew moving to center and, um, like just the calling up Rube stuff, like the Flyers are now going into their prospects and going into the AHL for some center depth. But I think their top three are definitely guys that can are reliable centers and um, are centers that will be able to produce. Definitely. Okay. Um, and I just have one last question. I know it's a small sample size, but how would you evaluate the Flyers so far? Um, I think I would evaluate them kind of. I think they're better than their record show. Their record shows, um, because right now five five and one, they seem pretty mediocre. Um, but I do think they're playing better than they 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 were last year, and I do see some positives. Uh, in their play, but I think that they're still trying to, to gel and work together and find consistency in their lines and just find chemistry with the new players that they added this season. Yeah, I think that given the mass amount of changes that happened during the offseason with the new signings and the new coach, that we really need to give them a little bit more room before we can properly evaluate them. And I I would say they're absolutely better than they were last year. I would agree with Danielle on that front and that they have shown full games of a lot of promise with, you know, really strong shutdown defensive play and being able to get high quality shots pretty consistently throughout a game. And that, you know, again, with the injuries and then with trying to build these systems on a more consistent basis, they just need a little bit more time to get it together, which, you know, is, I think, fair, but also as we talked about earlier, Flyers fans are a little (laughs) bit impatient. So um, I think that, the fan base is expecting a high performance level on a regular basis. And we're just not quite there yet. That's fair. Um, All right, guys, that's all I have for you uh, as far as questions go. So let's just real quick get into to tonight's matchup. Um, Who do we, who do you think is going to start in net for the devils? I think Mackenzie Blackwood is going to start in net for the Devils. Um, it just makes sense with Corey Schneider starting against the Lightning and not having his best game to put Blackwood in net. What about the Flyers? I I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but I would say I think Carter Hart gets the, the nod in net um, just because of Brian Elliott didn't show, uh, got pulled in his last game against the, Fly, uh, against the Penguins. And Carter Hart came into the third period and looked pretty, looked good. Um, so I think that he would get the start against the Devils tonight. I, I would think so as well, just because he had also shown success against the Devils so far this season. So it, it would seem to be a good confidence building game for him. 
Now, are there any players on the Devils roster that we didn't talk about that you think are good players to watch for tonight's game? Yeah, so I think that the ex-flyer Wayne Simmons to watch, he has put many shots on goal. He's so close to getting his first goal in the season, and he just hasn't yet. And, I mean, what better team to do it against than your old team, right? Yeah, the Flyers are really good for that. (laughs) Um, if you are on a goal scoring drought or you haven't won in a while or there's a goaltender that's been struggling, come play the Flyers and we'll sort out all your problems. Very true. <laughs> um, are there any players on the Flyers that we didn't talk about that you guys would say are ones to watch? I think I would say jo- uh, Joel Farabee. He is a former first round pick and he had his first goal, but it was taken away due to offsides. But I think that the line between him, well, the line with Kevin Hayes, him, and Raffle will do well. Um, they Before Scott Lawton got hurt, he was on the line with them, and they just had a lot of, I think, Raffle uh, being on that line now, um, they'll continue with their chances, and I think that goal, uh, Joel will get his first goal soon or tonight so i think he's a good player to to watch great yeah and i would say a dark horse player to watch is michael raffle because he's just one of those guys that plays tough the entire game in all areas of the rink and he can surprise you with a breakout goal and he can create plays even though that he's not you know ostensibly one of your top guys he just has breakout games every now and again And um, I'll probably I'll I'll just add in a bonus player. Be I think um, Claude Giroux. We always say Claude Giroux because we want him to have like a breakout game. But I think um, some of Av's post uh, game comments kind of will put like a fire under some of the vets. Um, he kind of he didn't I wouldn't say he specifically called out Giroux, but he did say that he thinks that the vets need to be better. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Giroux just has himself a game um, tonight. All right. Thank you. So yeah, he's feeling real good about himself after wearing his uh, Superman <laughs> costume for Halloween. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much, Julia. We really do appreciate you coming on and talking to uh, uh, to us uh, about the Devils. Um, and if any of our li- listeners want to follow the Devils, you can obviously hear Julia talk about them on Locked On Devils. Um, and we'll link your stuff in the in our like we'll retweet and stuff so people can get follow you on twitter and if they want to hear about the devils right and the same goes for you guys honestly thank you so much this was so Absolutely. fun we have to do it again they yeah they play each other enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay guys i really hope you enjoyed that um please Don't forget to subscribe to Locked on Devils on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you receive your podcasts. Um, You can follow me at Locked on Devils on Twitter, as well as at JK underscore Kender on Twitter. Um, Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. And go Devils!